This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to Swans Cast, everyone, where we come... I was going to say live on Deadline Day, but this isn't live. But maybe you'll be watching it on Deadline Day. Maybe it'll be just after and you actually know more more about what's happened than we do at this current moment in time. I think it's like just gone 8 o'clock and nothing exciting has happened. So pretty standard, I guess, uh, of uh, recent recent transfer deadline days for us. But there is potential that something might happen. And it could be negative, to be fair, uh, overall. But it could be good. But who knows? Uh, obviously, everyone knows Obafemi is being courted by Burnley, um, but we'll discuss a little bit more about that in the video. I'm joined by Lee today, so welcome, Hello. Lee. I know you're busy at the moment doing more revision but, um, and work. Hopefully, the Swans isn't too depressing to talk about for you, and you can still revise afterwards. Appreciate you coming. <laughs> I was a little bit better after last night. Surprised because we bottled it again, but usually, usually on well after that sort of thing. Yeah, I, but I, we've come to expect it these days, and I don't. I don't well, I don't know. It's but it was a bit of a funny one because we played. We played so well. I think we played better in that game than we have in other games. Even the middle one, game. I think we were good. Yeah, yeah I think we were good. Okay, felt well, it felt a little bit different, but we'll 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 sink into it. So if you're watching on um, YouTube, please don't forget to click the subscribe button. Really helps us out. Uh, we're trying to get to. 500 and then a thousand hopefully thereafter we're going to do a giveaway at 500 so we're nearly there i think we need just under 50 to go we're going to give away a swan's top so click the big red subscribe button to help be part of the giveaway and then we'll announce the terms when that does come up um also click the like button as that helps us grow and shows more people our content and we can get more people involved in the discussion because uh just trying to talk about swansea city get a bit of a community going with people who want to listen and chat and interact with Swansea City. So there's always stuff to talk about. There's always stuff going on at the moment. So get involved in the comments, leave a like and subscribe. If you're watching on Spotify, you can follow us there as well or any other podcast service. So just keep up to date with the latest stuff. Um, although if you are listening on Spotify, we do do much preview videos on YouTube that don't go on Spotify. So check out our YouTube channel. They're quite a bit shorter than the podcasts, usually range between 10 and 20 minutes, somewhere in between there, where we discuss the match ahead with somebody from the other team, uh, like a similar sort of podcast, so they can give us a bit more of an insight into what's going on their end. Uh, we can learn a bit of valuable information ahead of the game, rather than 
looking at the stats and just the teams and trying to just guess from our end because we're not as much in the know as obviously fans of each club. So that's what we're trying to do this season. It's going all right so far. So I think I've, I just recorded one for QPR. Um, it didn't really fill me with confidence, I'll be honest, but <laughs> they never are these days. He was just telling me how informed uh, their wingers are. And I was just like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah, they're looking good, Coopy, aren't they? Chair and Willock, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and they got Laird, who's apparently playing class for them. Oh, I don't he, he why we didn't sign him. He was talking to me about his new signings, and he was like, oh, he's got this right back. Ethan Laird, he's been quality. I was like, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, we know all what? about him. Why? Why didn't we? Why? Like, why didn't we? Well, I, still I, wonder, don't get. I might have asked the question. Maybe something. Maybe Laird actually wanted to go. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Because, like, did, I mean, yeah. Maybe he wanted to go. Like, maybe he didn't enjoy it, don't you? Especially when we desk. Well, he seemed to enjoy it when he was here. Yeah, he seemed to. But maybe, like, he was one too many penalty shouts turned down, and uh, <laughs> he couldn't yeah. deal with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But he was like pumped in the derby when he and especially when we're absolutely desperate in that position. Just doing what Manu can tell him to go, isn't he? So we're obviously not doing well enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That players yeah. on loan to us. Probably. Could or be that. He's, he's like, oh, they're passing the ball too much. It's too much like Man City. Can't deal with this. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I'm just speculating, talking rubbish, really. Um, okay, so two games have been this week. Probably not going to talk close in detail about that. We've got a couple of transfers to talk about. We got, I got a little game view to play as well at the end that we talked that we we're going to introduce a couple of weeks ago. So we'll do like a trial run tonight. Haven't made any uh-huh. graphics and stuff for it today. I didn't have time, but we can still play the game nonetheless. So the game, I'll give you an in, like for those who might not be here by then, maybe you want to stay. Basically, the game's going to be what was the lineup when? So that's the game. And this week is going to be. What was the lineup when Stoke beat Swansea 2 0 at the Bet365 Stadium in 2012? So we'll play that later. So maybe you can start thinking in the background. Uh, see how many you can get out of 11. And then you can get bonus points if you can in the bench as well. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> we'll have a go on that. Okay, I'll have to think of a point system and then we'll record it, see how many you can get every week. Yeah. And if we ever have a guest on, we can, we can see if you can some sort of competition um okay so first of all and let's just talk about what's hot news michael obafemi burnley have definitely bid twice by accounts maybe three times for michael obafemi and it's been rejected i believe all of them up to this point i mean it's hard to find a concrete bit of information on what's going on have you got anything Maybe Twitter's the best place, but I haven't seen. Oh, I don't know if Twitter's the best place. It's just like some of the journals though in there, like um... oh the journals, yeah, that's those are the ones that probably know a bit more. But like it's just like one of the journals tweets something, and then everyone a hundred people tweet it as if they've got a scoop. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like everywhere. I saw like Dan James is apparently being let be allowed to talk to several clubs by Leeds, including Tottenham. So people are saying that they're going to come in for Peru, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Like Leeds, they paid 25 million to get him in, and then played him out of position, and now they they they're going well, they to play him as a striker. Where they I haven't really been following Premier League. Well, I think they've just been playing him a bit here, there, and everywhere. Really, I think. 
Yeah, so only Swans reporting that Leeds are going in for Peru, but I don't know. I think it's maybe people just like, oh yeah, Leeds need a striker, so they're definitely going to come for Peru rather than actual sources. I saw there was like a, I saw there was like a Dutch thing as well that tweeted that apparently he was going to go to Leeds, but I don't know. I, I have no it's idea. It's just deadline day. People, I could just probably go put a tweet out and so people will retweet it and get excited or start going nuts. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got to see, you've got to, it's hard to weed out the stuff. Deadline day is crap out. because I hate deadline day. I'm, I am still convinced that it's like set up. Like, I can't believe that clubs spending this much money with, you know, essentially you need these players to either like win titles or stay in a league. I can't believe that it goes down to like the last second. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just think it's I just think it's all like not like set up, but I think, interest and yeah, de- yeah, definitely. I I just Each I just can't buy like, into it. How late, how late can we leave it? Can we get the most clicks and then do a nice little video of like Wilfred? Bowen, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Singing exactly. this song at midnight. Yeah, like, with the, yeah. The big yeah. I think <laughs> I think it used to be like a natural thing because I think I remember the transfer deadline day when like. Robinho went to Man City randomly and like stuff like that. And but now I or think like in the window. Yeah, I think like stuff or, like or that. Randomly. He was outside the stadium when he was Harry Red. Yeah, he, he went to the club the need to try and force yeah. a sign in. So yeah. I think like good things have happened in the past, but like I think they just I think they try and like make it up now. It's like try and force it. Uh, it's crap though, because I've been in work all day and I kind of forgot about it. I was thinking, oh shit, I've like must have missed like sign-ins, and then you look and it's like, well, absolutely nothing has happened. I feel like it's not a couple the of buzz that they used to have. Uh, maybe it's because a lot of the big clubs kind of do their business early now, especially because they're the only ones that got money to spend, and um, they can just do whatever the hell they want. And it's ridiculous. Also, I think it got spoiled the day that Sky Sports News wasn't free anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it used to be on Freeview, didn't it? Sky Sports News, so like everyone could just chuck it on and enjoy deadline day. So anytime you kind of like leave the Sky Sport, leave a news channel on all day, and and they get excited about it. Um, but it's, I mean, if you got Sky, obviously you're still doing that version of the sports. But like everywhere you went in there when it was on Freeview, just have Sky Sports News just on the TV with them all yeah. getting excited. Jeff Sterling up there, like all the yellow and black text about all the breaking deadline day news. Yeah, it used to be good, and they used to have all people like around all the grounds and seeing what was going on. I just think I just think they try and force it now. Yeah. It just does my head, and in general, you see it on like Sky in. I don't know, like the beginning of the season, like the countdown to the transfer deadline and every day, like a transfer update. It's like, there's yeah. nothing happening. Yeah, it's just it's got to have something to talk about. And they? the Swans, the Swans, going circling back to the Swans, they do the same thing every deadline day now. Nothing happens in the day. Nothing happens. I mean, what are we now? We are quarter past eight. Nothing has happened today. Nobody's signed. Nobody's done anything. And then all of a sudden they'll probably tweet like tonight, like, oh, don't go to bed. We signed, I don't know, Schechter back on loan. <laughs> it's a lot of shit. Though. I just, I got no time for anymore. He's doing these days. He's probably still playing, isn't he? It wasn't that long ago. Well, it yeah. wasn't that long ago, but he probably is still playing. I think he was quite young. Um, and how does it? And how does it take? And how does it take to the end of the window where there's like what less than three hours left? Well, I mean, for Burnley guess, to start bidding. I guess in our case here, back to what we. Said we were going to talk about, it, still didn't. Um, 
we obviously aren't bringing anyone in today unless someone leaves. They do seem to be playing hardball with Burnley, which maybe they deserve a bit of credit for because we give them stick for Joe Rodon and Connor Roberts and Jamal Lowe's fee, just kind of getting rid and accepting whatever. And now they're kind of saying, no, this is what we want. So they said they wanted 12. I do think they'll accept less. But um, they want more up front. I think Burnley were only offering four or five mil up front, but they want more money up front, is what they're rejecting, essentially, by, from what I understand. Yeah, so I, I I agree with what you're saying. Like They want a higher price, but I'm not going to give them too much credit because I think that's what, it, that's what it is. They just want more money up front so they can yeah, but have you, it you now. Yeah, but you can use the money up if you don't get it up front, can you? So, like, it's all well and good. Yeah, but, they won't, they, yeah but even if even if we had 4 million up front, even if we have 8 million up front, we're not spending 8 million. No, but if we spend, if we get 4 million up front, they're going to say, like, oh, we've already spent that. <laughs> so Yeah, but, oh, yeah, but we've still got, well, like, the downs money, haven't we? Well, we thought so. Which we, we haven't spent. Sign anyone. Well, so. Exactly. So if they even if they sold him for 12 million and we got 12 million up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could know, only see like, us bringing in nothing. You'd always rather have the money up front, though. Like, if you're going to. Oh, gonna yeah. Oh, spend you definitely. It on anyone, yeah. Even if, like, it's four or eight million up front, I just feel like if they had four, they wouldn't spend anything. And if they had eight, maybe they would sign someone. Maybe. So. I'd rather have the money there than tied up, especially the way they're dealing with. Oh yeah, you definitely, you of course, you'd rather have it up front. You, you know, if they're saying there's no money left, that means there's no money left for January. So even then, like if it's eight billion, that's more money for January. Maybe if we need to use something, or if we have, you know, might be in a situation we need to bring someone in. At least we have got a bit of a kitty. But I personally wouldn't sell over Femi tonight unless there's like you've got a club on the line there saying like, right, we've got a deal for this guy. But I can. We're only going to put it through if this guy goes. Like literally, there, everything is signed. Well, not signed. They're, they're literally ready to sign it based on this deal going through. Otherwise, I wouldn't sell him. I agree. Yeah, I. I think I don't see the need to sell him now unless somebody's coming in. Yeah. I. I don't understand unless. But I said to you earlier, unless like, um, Kundal and Okoflex coming in were kind of, even though different positions, like kind of replacements, just like. Getting bodies in, yeah, and then using Cullen. In, it didn't fix what I think we needed to fix, which is right back. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand that. Whoever's making the decisions, and I know, like the owners, whatever, we don't get the money. But they said they didn't want loan signings. So the benefit of a loan signing is you can get exactly what you want. Like even short, if it's just for yeah, short term, yeah. you get exactly what you want. You want right? I want this type of player who can play right wing back, and they haven't got, they haven't gone out to get it. Yeah, I understand where they, they, they put in that statement and say we're not going to rely on loans anymore. And I, I, I think that was a good move to do that. But I do then also say, okay, we, I said, didn't I, like last week, I agree with that principle. But when it got so late in the day and we still got issues in depth in areas, like it's not even depth. Like we barely got first team right back at this point. I like exactly. this, Is Soranola right back at like first hand? I'm not sure. Because he was starting I, on the left. I originally. still don't know. I he have did no well idea. against. He did well against Stoke, to his credit. But, like, he started playing for us on the left and they tried moving man in to accommodate someone on the left. So that says to me he's not really a right-back. So we haven't got a first-team right-back is the bottom line because even Norton, he's not that anymore. as He's centre-back now. Um, so I don't mind using a loan in this situation 
to go and get that. Like, even though they've said we're not focusing on loans anymore, yeah, exactly. I don't mind them then, okay, yeah, but we had to get a right back, so we've done it now, and we're going to scout for long term, and maybe next yeah. summer we can get someone in, hopefully, or whatever. Like, whatever, it didn't work this time, couldn't get what we wanted, didn't have the money for it, got someone on loan, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine, everyone understands that. But, like, Russell Martin has said several interviews since Latipodia got injured. There's no money. No one's coming in unless we're selling. There will be no one, not even a loan. He literally has said in a press conference, not even a loan. And then we've gone and signed a centre midfielder on loan and a winger on loan, who by accounts I think is preferably left as well. Um, I still not fixed the right-back problem. And the reason that conversation even happened in the interview is because he was being asked... Are you going to get cover for Latibodi's long-term injury? I mean, like, I'm not saying it's Martin's fault because it probably isn't, and it's probably a case of that. He was asked, like, "Well, we can get this guy and this guy, yes or no." Like, you're not going to say no because you're going to get someone. But I don't understand why we're not getting what we actually need. The only yeah, I don't reason I can see that is 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 happened because I know sometimes when youngsters from bigger clubs, like in the Premier League, go out on loan. They don't ask for anything other than match day experience. Sometimes, not always, and or sometimes a very low amount of contribution to their wages, or like something. You know, sometimes even nothing as long as it guarantees a first team football. So unless that is the case, then it's like okay, fair enough. Like you've just got bodies in for like nothing, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we don't know if that is the case or not. Yeah, bit of a rant, but yeah. No, no, I think I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on. It's just, just... And that's what I was saying. That's that's the one benefit of the loan market, though. Going back to what you're saying about like the right back. Yeah. Like I said, it's just the one benefit. Like we need a right back. Surely there's a club out there that has a right back that can come and just do a job for us, solid. Even if it was like someone in the same division. So just an update on Peru. The the essential Wales online equivalent for like Leeds um, writer for that's just tweeted saying. Leeds sound where they want to be with three hours left of the window, but they're not thought to be considering Joel Pro. Nah, I, I can't so, see it. Someone's just tweeted something that's probably one of them things that's gone off and circulated, but he's like, yeah, no, nah, there's no interest there, apparently, at this stage, anyway. We'll wait and see. I mean, nothing's over till it's over with transfer deadline day. Um, just just refresh Twitter, see Aubameyang's basically signing on at Chelsea, though. That's interesting. Yeah, exa- exactly, which has been in the pipe work for about five weeks. Yeah. But, but they wait either. until three hours left. Yeah. Wonder what Sorry, I'm just I'm going on a really real rant about deadline day. It just does my head in. I just oh, can't, I can't stand it. We we have we have something. We have a thread. Ian Mitchell Moore. <laughs> don't know if I said his name right. Ian Mitchell Moore. Swansea apparently pushing to sign Brentford and Wales right back, Finn Stevens on loan. That's After something. all that rant, but that's something. But going back to what I said, he said several times, "No one comes in unless we sell." This will be the third person. Are we just going to have to assume someone's going tonight? Because, and they've already decided that, and that's why they've signed the three players. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was saying. Because we're saying about Oberfemi going. I said they've brought those two in on loan. Maybe as a replacement. I said not like a direct, obviously, replacement with position-wise, but getting bodies in. And then if they bring this right back in as well, um, maybe. Maybe Oberfemi does go. Apparently Hector Bellerin also going to Chelsea. 
Oh, is he? Well, yeah. Oh, I don't. Maybe not. I don't know. It, it's just in the tweet about Aubameyang in the same tweet. Maybe it's not Chelsea. It just says he signed a contract, but didn't say what club otherwise. So I don't know. Not that it's relevant to this podcast. Just again, thought it was interesting. It said Marcus Alonso as well, but he's already there. Ah, oh, Bellerin's going to Barcelona because they can uh, apparently sign more players. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. Why can't we do that? Why can't we just like find? I know. Yeah, we got no money. We'll just sign players anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow we'll just not pay them. It's fine. Yeah. Apparently, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, in the case that Obafemi does go, right? So, Swans were asking for twelve. I did put a tweet out earlier in regards to this situation. So I said, um. Do we sell Obafemi to Burnley if it means we keep Joel Perot? And the responses was yes, no, only if he's replaced. 65% said yes. Only 26% only said only if he's replaced. Now, I don't know if that's because they just rather Perot stay than Obafemi or like they're happy with the fee if it's 12 yeah. million or, or even eight. Um, I clicked, I clicked the yes on it. I clicked yes on it because I just think if it's 12 million. You just gotta take that anyway. I yeah, know that we've got Perot. Is he worth twelve million? No, no chance. Is he worth eight? Probably not. I think eight perhaps is fair for what's he score? Like ten, eleven goals last year, twelve? Can't remember. He's too, incon- he's too inconsistent though. I mean, even if you look at him, he yeah, was but good. That, that was, was like good. half a season, remember, because he only started scoring after Christmas. Yeah, but he was good he was good for a spell, wasn't he? And then like now at the start of this season, he's He's done yeah, nothing. You, pay, you do pay more for strikers and you pay more for, I was going to say English strikers, but he's not an English striker, so never mind. Um, I would home, not home I would home. not be happy if the Swans had spent £8 million on him. Yeah, but Burnley have just got relegated from Premier League and they got... No, no, I, yeah, I know, I know, but I think, there. like, I would definitely take £8 million. To be fair, though, like, you know, every time I do these match previews and I ask, like, who worries you from the Swans, every single one I've done up to this point for the season. So every club we played, a podcast from that club that I've spoken to in these match previews have all said the same thing. They've all said, and it's the first thing they say every time, both your strikers really worry us. It's what they say every single time. Everyone thinks we've got one of the best strike partnerships in the league. Oh, we have, no doubt. We have. Like, I think so, with Perot and Obafemi. Yeah, with Perot, but this, this, was, this was my beef when everyone was saying... Oh, Russell Martin's got one hand tied behind his back. We should be, you know, it's the owner's fault that we're losing games. It's like, hang on, he's got Pro and Obafemi. Like you said, it's one of the best strike partnerships in the in the division. Yeah, everyone says it. Like, I'm, I'm. It's quite interesting because obviously, oh, you if, don't see loads of other clubs really you yeah. focus on your own club, don't you? But everyone's saying Obafemi and Pro, like they worry well, us. Like if if we had the option, I would be happy to stick as we are now and keep Obafemi and Pro. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be happy if that happens but i just think if someone comes in with a really good bid then we're probably in a position where we have to accept it um and it would be like weakening our squad again I mean, every every window yeah would be do, worse you, off. do you think like i know we're gonna we were talking about theoreticals and i know you're gonna say oh yeah but we won't spend the money or whatever say he goes and that means we can get a right back and we do get a replacement striker. Say those two things happen if Obafemi goes, do you think he should go 
to make those two things like if, if it means we can regenerate get like he's replaced with a striker and we get a right back yeah i think it makes sense then doesn't it okay if, if that's the case then it makes sense you've got so to take... kind of like accepting the fact that we need to be better in other areas and something's got to give as a result but yeah, exactly. It's that, but that's the position. That I understand. That's the position the club is in. That, that's the position that we've been in. My big, my biggest argument, like every window when we've come on, you know, I've always said, I just hated that every window, like we sort of dripped away the quality, because we yeah. sell. We've that's what we've got to do. We've got to sell players for good fees, but then they don't regenerate the money well, or if at all. Um, hypothetically, if they sell Oberfemi now. They push Perot into nine, which is where he wants to play. That Kundal has come in, who can play in midfield instead of Perot being deeper. Um, as an op- so as another he's option. Attack in midfield, is he? Yeah, I think so. So it kind of that kind of makes sense because it's just you're pushing Perot into Obafemi's position, and then you're bringing him in as a as an option. And obviously, that Oko Flex can play on the wing. Because sometimes he's playing like in Cham wide, isn't he? And Opat isn't wide. So yeah. Kind kind of makes sense. It's just like we get rid of Obafemi and we've brought in these two as another option if we push Pro forward. So that makes sense. And if we sign a right back, then maybe we've got a, you know, more a more complete team. But I think if I had the option now, I would have just taken a right back on loan and kept Obafemi if that was possible. I've just seen another weird transfer. Sorry to again go off. It's transfer deadline day, and things catch your eye, and you're just like, "What? Well, didn't know William's gone to Fulham." William? Yeah. I got no. I didn't know that. When's that happen? Is that today? No idea. From Corinthians, he's gone to Fulham. He hasn't played a game for them, so I'm guessing it's today. That's uh, that's random. How old is he now? I don't know. Former Chelsea man. He's going getting to Fulham. on. He's 34. Like he's 34. He's doing the rounds of London, isn't he? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's a good sign in a 34. Bit of experience. I don't know, but he was never like a he was never like a workhorse anyway, was he? Yeah, but he was rubbish when he went to Arsenal. Oh yeah, that was awful. I, I forgot about that. I forgot he was at Arsenal. Yeah, but when he left Arsenal, he said he left because he found it hard to not to accept not winning on a regular basis. And now he's gone to Fulham. Yeah, but what a sh- what a, what a shit statement that is, isn't it? It's just like <laughs> I'm finding it hard to play because we're losing. Maybe that maybe that's why you're losing. Yeah, but then why do you want to sign a player like that when you're yeah, a newly yeah. promoted team to the Premier League? Nah, I won't bother. Oh yeah, okay. You risk to chuck him in your fancy football. Um, yeah, stuff like okay. That. Anyway, yeah. So back to the Peru stuff then. The reports apparently came from the Netherlands, as you said, uh, that Leeds were after him. Planet Swans and Swansea Independent have both jumped on it and reported it, but I think that guy on Twitter's tweeted since. But, I mean, it's worth keeping an eye on because you never know what is the actual truth of the situation. So yeah. it is links with Leeds to Peru. Just not... Like, some are saying yes, they're looking. Some are saying no, they're not looking. So, yeah could be an interesting end to the window there and I think Oberfemi stuff's gone a bit quiet but I did see after the last bid was rejected Burnley started looking elsewhere yeah okay that's good I'd be, I'd be happy if they 
if they kept him. I just, yeah. It's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Because we are in the position where we kind of need to sacrifice other places to bring in others. But, I mean, all, I think all we were missing was a right-back. Yeah. That's all we were missing in terms of a squad. Maybe bringing in I another mean, midfielder for cover. But if they had a right wing-back, I think we would be fine. I'm midfielders because I think Incham can even drop back there. But I prefer the option to play wingers Yeah, if we're going to go for a four at the back. Yeah. So that's what I would start looking next. But, I mean, we need to write back primarily. Um, we have had some action from Swansea today, though. Dan Williams has gone out on loan to New Saints. Um, Welsh Premier League, I believe, is it? Yeah. Not Welsh Premier League. Oh, yeah, it is Welsh Premier League. Yeah. Is that the right move for someone that you want to try and bring through to the first team? I, I I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd like to see him playing in League One or League Two at least. Yeah, because he looked the right when he played in the cup last season. I just yeah, I'm not sure as to like you're not going to go from the Welsh Prem probably to knocking on the door of our team, like to an Ollie Cooper going to Newport. Yeah, that we'll makes more sense. We'll speak about Ollie Cooper in a second. Let's just finish the transfer news. Yeah. So um, we also made the two signings that. We mentioned earlier on Luke Cundall, uh midfielder who signed on loan from Wolves. You say he's more of an attacking midfielder. I haven't seen I too much of him, so I'm not 100 sure. I mean, they were both on yeah. the bench the other day, but they didn't come on today. No. Stoke. And really Armstrong, Oko Flex, yeah, on loan from West Ham, believed to be a yeah. winger. So we'll see. Maybe he'll convert him like Hans Wolf to a wing back. Maybe. So they're the two we've brought in. Uh, no other news to offer you at this moment in time. I'll keep Twitter open while we're on the podcast just to see if anything comes up. But at the moment, not much to say. Oh, Stuart James has tweeted. <laughs> Michael Oberfemi is staying at Swansea. Burnley's final offer fell well short of Swansea's valuation. Joe Pro is also going nowhere. Swansea's only incoming on deadline day is set to be Finn Stevens, age 19, on loan from Brentford. So by if, if what he's saying is accurate, there's no outgoings and we've signed three players this week on loan. Yeah. Maybe the owners decided that. to stump up some cash after the results started being a bit crap. Maybe. But it's, uh, yeah, I might be with it. I think, I think the squad was kind of okay as it was we just needed maybe just that right wing back like you said and maybe another body and i think we've got we've got that to work with now for the rest well until january at least yeah okay so let's have a look at the performance so have you got your three word review for the last week we won't spend too much time talking about them but we'll have a quick dabble i kind of, yeah kind of, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of related though I, i've done like a one phrase for this one it's all instead of like three separate words i've just kind of put after transfer window and i just think we're just in a little bit of a limbo at the moment like that's why i was always a bit annoyed when like we concede late and stuff but it's a weird it's just weird that the transfer window still open in the middle of the season and we're playing the day before deadline day Oberfemi was probably on the bench for a potential move and you know i just think we're just in a funny bit of limbo. I think once the window closes and that's done and we know the squad we've got, hopefully Perot and Obafemi are there, we might start seeing better performances. 
Um, Seven games in is a bit much to have the windows. Yeah, through. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. And it's got it's got to have an effect. Fair. It's yeah. got to have an effect on the players, and that's why normally, like you know, like I have been this season, quite critical. But yesterday, I just really got that feeling with the deadline day, the day after. I was just like, this seems like a bit of a, almost like in a weird way, like a bit of a friendly. It's just like, oh, we've just got to get this game out of the way to see yeah. what happens next, sort of thing. It was a bit, bit of a weird. Bit of a yeah. weird one, so that's why I picked those three. It's always better words. when you know you're locked in with what you've got. Yeah, and I think focus on. I think it does affect. It will affect the performances because we know then that's our squad. Um, yeah, my three words we know were quite similar. Are. I did deadline day vital. It was more referring to like if 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 OBFM is going to stay and Pro is going to stay, and if they go, who are we going to replace them with? But we've had all that conversation, so it kind of links to what you're saying in regards to like. That's done now. We know what we got, so let's start pushing on. With, with I that. also think as well, it like it it kind of takes our excuse out now as well. It's always been like, oh, you know, the owners or yeah. what, or this or that. It just takes gets rid of that excuse, and then it's time to start performing. Um, so I've kind I've kind of sort of reset my my thoughts in a funny way because I was kind of like, oh, this is like awful, like something's got to change. But then I was like, okay, the deadline day was still open, really far into the season. I just think let's have a little bit of a reset now. Let's have these, if they bring in, you know, the three loan players, give them a week or two, and then we'll we'll assess again. Um, however, it's got a, it's got to change from what we've been seeing still. Yeah. So start with Middlesbrough. I didn't see too much of it. Oh. It's really hard to watch the games. I'm not going to lie. Like it's it's doing my head in, especially the way like they're both away and they. So last night. Swans TV just didn't work for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, Got no time for that. Paying for it as well. And then luckily, it doesn't work. It wasn't me that paid this time. I was sharing with someone. But it's a joke. You pay for that. They don't do nothing either. There's no like, sorry, have half a refund or have next time free. They just like put it up like, oh, it's up now. I am. Um... I, I don't I don't really struggle to watch the games. I won't obviously can't reveal my secret, so I do manage to watch the games regularly. Um, if if I if I can't make the game, obviously, but that's why you've got to tell us how bad it is. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I in a way it was um, I was unlucky to have to watch that game, yeah, and I feel I as well even listen, worse. I listen on the radio when I can't watch unless I'm working. Um, yeah, the radio is usually pretty reliable, usually. Yeah. So yeah, Middlesbrough, anything much to say? I mean, Cabango had a red card towards the end, which was a bit silly. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was the same as we'd seen before, really. Not not really anything to add. It was a carry-on from all, all the previous games. We were, we were good for the first 10, 15 minutes. Seemed like we had all the ball and we were doing it. And then one mistake, obviously Congreve made a mistake and passed it into the middle of the middle of the pitch, which was picked up. And we were one nil down, and it was soon two, and then it could have been more again because Middlesbrough had loads of chances, tons of chances, especially in the first half. Well, we and the start of the second half, they had tons of chances. They've got a really good XG and been creating a lot of opportunities and not finishing them. Yeah, and they yeah oh, they had they had tons of chances, and then I think like the penalty was a bit soft, but we'll take and it kind of led us back into the game, and then we seemed to. Have a bit of a push then, because obviously it was game on again, um, and then Cabango got sent off, which was ridiculous. I don't know why he does what he does when 
he's on a yellow card, but that is sort of ended that then. So I was quite annoyed after that game again. It was the same sort of performance. Um, yeah, just just rubbish again, really, there and against Middlesbrough. It was awful. Yeah. Um, I think one of the key talking points from this game is Cameron Congreve started right wing back. Yeah. And he got hooked, what, like 30 minutes in? Yeah. Which is a shame. Um, I'm guessing he didn't play great, but he's not perhaps in his natural position. What was his performance like while he was there? He got subbed on 31st minute. To be fair, I didn't quite... When they subbed him off, I thought, oh, it's a bit harsh. Because I know he did give the ball away for... First goal. Um, the first goal. I felt like every, every every player could do that, couldn't they? And then when I watched the replay back of the second goal, he, does, he doesn't He does follow his man. He's on the the man who, uh, the player who crosses it in. Um, he kind of does a one-two with someone and Congreve is with him and then just lets him go. Um so he does make a mistake there, but that's but surely like why is he playing right wing back? That's He's the obviously... experience of playing in a role that you. But that's to. exactly that's your like, like that's instinct, isn't it? If you're naturally sort of a right wing back, your instinct is to do that. And I mean, yeah. I know obviously he's been told his to instincts probably to get into the open space for a counter attack or something. Yeah, and I think that's what he was doing. He kind of had him, and then he sort of creep crept forward a little bit. Meanwhile, he's running behind. Yeah. Um. So I think that's why he's hooked him off because he was kind of kind of at fault for both goals, but I think I don't know. I just think it was a bit harsh because he was he was obviously the scapegoat then, hung him out to dry a bit. Um, don't think he was even on the bench for the Stoke game. No, he wasn't. That's my concern so now because like as harsh as it was can to you do that, that when he two 0 down against Middlesbrough, like if you need to do it for tactical reasons to think well it could be three if I don't, all right, fair. But at least put him on the bench in the next game, minute. But now it's like didn't even make the bench, and it just looks a whole lot worse. But that's why I don't understand why they signed another attacking midfielder because that's surely that's his role. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, I think he has just tonight. I don't buried know. him a bit. Buried yeah. him, but then like I get if you got to play people out of position when you're short of cover, I do get that, but. Maybe not with somebody that's just breaking into the team, like. Yeah, I them, think I think you're right. Let them yeah. break into the team first, and then start seeing if they can yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. Something. Yeah, just definitely wing back things. is not his position. That that was just definitely on him playing. We did it last man. year um, away at Nottingham Forest, didn't he? And we got smashed. Oh no, not exactly. Not. Yeah, Forest hammered us. Like it was it for, I don't know who's Forest where he did it. I think it was. I think it was. He had the handball thing. Oh, yeah. I think he did play Congreve, though. It was a Sheffield, perhaps. Game. It was oh, one of them. Remember. He played wing back. He started wing back in one in an away game. Can't remember which one now off the top of my head. But that's for me the main talking point um, from, the, from the game. Difficult one. However, Ollie Cooper came on at half time and by all accounts did well enough to earn himself a start against Stoke. Yeah. And I thought he was actually very good. Oh, in the Stoke game? In yeah. the Stoke game, I think he was the best player on the pitch, by far. And that's that's a good sign. So you played him kind of like... I think we played... I don't know if you, what you made of the formation last night, but I think it was a 5-2-2-1. Um, two, yeah. Two, yeah, it's kind of what we've been playing... 
most of the season. It's like three at the back, isn't it, with the wing backs? Yeah, and then, and then he had Allen and Grimes sitting, Felton and Cooper behind Perova, not wide, like they were kind of inside. Yeah, yeah, behind. yeah. Um, yeah, that's I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So like four two two, sorry, five two two, one one. Yeah, I would say, um, which was we had seen Felton so pushed. I mean, that's not best place for him either, but he did all right. He did put a shift in. Um, I'm wondering whether swapping in with Joe Allen, but then Joe Allen was everywhere, wasn't he? Joe Allen was class again last night. Yeah, he was good. He's definitely he showing played really his well. experience. But yeah, yeah I think is he, like is he gonna stay in the squad in a team? Like, is he did he do that well? I hope so. I, yeah, definitely. I think I I would start him again on Saturday. That's how good he was. I thought if like that was the best. I would go as far as say that was the best we had been going forward all season. We looked so dangerous. We had so many chances that we left out there. By the way, we could have scored more, definitely. Um, defending was not very good either because it could that game could have been about three all probably. But I think in terms of going forward, we always looked like we were going to score. We always looked like we were going to create something, and most of it was going through him. He was everywhere. He was energetic. He was like making runs in behind. He was coming short to get the ball, and then he w- he was everywhere. I was so impressed with him. I hope now that he doesn't just like bury him on the bench because he's brought the loan signings in and he doesn't get a look in because I thought he was brilliant but Martin did say in his press conference afterwards how good he was he did say Ollie Cooper was outstanding so I ho- hope in that he deserves to start the next game definitely he was, best, he, was our best, he was our best player and I thought he was the best player on the pitch I hope he can stay in the team to be honest it's nice to see someone coming through and he had a really good year for Newport last year so it'd be great if he can continue that and then he'd be knocking on the door, even maybe for Wales, if he can carry that forward. I think for um, the only the only thing is with that. I think like if like for example Oberfemi stays, then obviously Perot comes back into yeah, that mix, and then Patterson coming back. Is it working better having Perot striker and just using one of them at the moment? Like, well, I at mean, the moment, Felton's I, on the pitch there. Like he does. I think Felton doesn't play in an attacking role when you got the other guys ready to start. Yeah, rather yeah, than definitely. maybe Ollie Cooper. Ollie Cooper's more natural in that position. I'm not saying Falcon had a bad game, but it's not his. You'd have him on the bench to cover Grimes and Allen, wouldn't you? He's definitely he's definitely given him a headache now because I think we're quite stacked in that position, especially if Oberfemi stays. And you've got like you've got to keep Perot happy, you've got to keep Oberfemi happy, and you've got to keep like Cham Patterson. And I'm missing someone. I don't have to keep him charm happy, mate. He's done that well, one no, but, game and he's gone back no, to but where this, he was. This is why I'm surprised that he hasn't gone somewhere. Because Ollie Cooper did more running and more work, had a better work rate and created more than Encham has done in the whole time he's been here in that one game. Yeah, the one good game against Millwall, didn't he? But he's just gone back to back to where he was. Um, but then uh, I was talking to Patterson to the QPR um when I was on the QPR video just now, they asked me about Patterson because they were linked with him in January when he was kicking off. Yeah, yeah. And they thought they he was he was saying that they thought they had him, like they thought they had him. And I just said, I think you might have dodged a bullet to be honest because he hasn't been the same since that saga. He didn't have the best no. second half of the season. He was okay. He wasn't the same as what he was in the first half of the season, and he hasn't done anything this season when he's been on the pitch. I don't think. No, he people say he's our most creative player. I haven't seen that this year at all. He hasn't done anything for me. No, he hasn't. And, well, he was. He created the Millwall equaliser, didn't he, by chucking the ball on the pitch. Oh, yeah. But um, Apparently. Yeah. 
But like, you know, Bristol let him go on a free. They didn't. They were desperate to keep him. Yeah, he had a really good start for us, but it's tailed off a little bit, and he's not really doing the stuff that he was doing, scoring the good goals. You know, like against Cardiff, yeah. like it was a good goals, hitting it from outside the box, and yeah, creating, creating and goals. Yeah. Perot, like it doesn't seem to be there anymore. Having said that, Perot's not been playing in the middle, which might be part of it. Who knows? Maybe that could be part of it, but. He hasn't looked the same. He did sign the new contract in the summer, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I think it's funny with players like that because they come on a free and then what it seemed like to me was that he obviously came, played his played his socks off for the first like three, four months. Obviously, then he played well enough to command like a move or a better contract, which is probably what he was playing for. And then that's it. He's got what he wants. It just didn't seem to push on from there. I hope I'm wrong. Like, I hope he comes back from his injury now and finds his form again. But I think you're right. I, I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be rushing him back in for a minute. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, we've absolutely missed him, even though we haven't been playing that well. But the way he has been playing, I wouldn't say he needs to be starting straight away next game. Yeah. Not over like Ollie Cooper anyway after his performance. You just want him to win their position, and if Oli Cooper's working hard, and you just keep him in the team, keep him charming yeah, good. on the bench because do I more would definitely do more if we want to come back. You need to do yeah, more. I agree, and that's why I hope on, he doesn't just chuck him back in. But it came on against Stoke, and Stoke came into the game more. I'm not saying it's their fault necessarily, but like you had to bring on fresh legs. So yeah. Felton and Cooper went off. Like Cooper's first start in the league, like he was never going to play ninety, even if he's the best player on the pitch. So you yeah, can yeah. expect those substitutions. But they didn't really help us retake control of the game. And when we were going forward, they didn't, you know, we started fizzling out the stokes that are grown into the game. Um, and it's, it's, they aren't the reason we ended up uh, drawing the game and dropping dropping the win. We'll talk about that in a second because I put the blame fully for that on Fisher, I'll be honest. But um, they didn't really help us mitigate what Stoke were doing and how they were growing into the game either. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But like, we had we had so many chances to bury the game as well. Oh, Buffemi, man, my God! Sometimes he is so dangerous, but sometimes his touch is awful. Like we had yeah. so many chances where we were like, they'd obviously pushed forward, and like it's fallen to him, and he's either gone like the wrong way, or he's picked the wrong pass, or the pass is a little bit short, or something. Like, oh, these are these are good chances that we're wasting. Yeah? Like two, three good chances. You're thinking yeah. we just need that second goal again. And then you know what happens with us when we don't get it. But yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, we could have buried the game. Sorinola had his best game in a Swans kit as well. Uh, obviously, the ball he played for Joe Perot was open. I was outstanding. Fair play. Yeah, I was a lovely and, ball, to be fair. And he did do a couple of other dangerous low crosses into the box that were into really good, dangerous areas. There was just no one there. But I don't really yeah. blame him for that because that's where he needs to be putting the ball every time. Just somebody should be attacking it. But like, that's the best I've seen him crossing the ball and playing generally. He did look tired at the end, but then that comes back to us. You couldn't really sub him because there's no one, there wasn't anyone to bring on. Like, I don't even think it was a defender on the bench last night. No, uh, there wasn't. Was there not? No. Was there not? no, no. Oh, Unless God, one of these that. new guys can play right back, but you had Bender and Cham, Kendall, Oberfemi, Patterson, Cullen, Oko Flex. Obviously, Cabango. Oh, God, yeah. yeah, I didn't realise we didn't have but even if Kabang, like where's Brandon Cooper? Apparently he's not going out on loan. So why can't he yeah. make the bench when Kabang goes on 
suspension. Yeah, I don't, I just don't get it. See, what happens some if of there's these... an injury? What if Norton picks up a knock? You know, he's a bit older. He does sometimes. He has to come off. What his, do you his, his, his plan was probably to go to a back four then, probably, I'd imagine. But but still, like, I, I, just, I don't understand. I know he says, like, well, he doesn't necessarily say it himself, but that we're struggling for, like in areas for depth. But you're right, we've still got these players floating around. Brandon Cooper played a couple of games last year. Thought he'd done all right. I mean, he's good enough to be on the bench anyway, like you said, in case there's an injury. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think as well, you, he is he is spiking himself a bit there by not putting him on the bench. But Anyway, let's speak about Stokes' equaliser because... Oh, before okay. we do that, I would say, before that, I just want to say I thought Wood was brilliant last night as well. Yeah? I thought he was really... Yeah, I think that was the best... I think that was his best performance in Swanton shirt. He was he was really good. There were times in the first half where, like, again, they were trying to play out from the back and it was just going catastrophically wrong again. And there was a couple of times where he bailed us out where he was sort of backed into a corner and he showed good strength. And then one time he just absolutely just brushed somebody aside and got us out and got us playing. And he was really good with the ball at his feet. He was playing some lovely passes and getting us out of trouble. I think he played really well. It's good. I hope he can continue and um, grow into. And I can't remember. Regular basis. I can't remember who was on that wing, but because like we played with the wing back, sometimes obviously he's having to go out wide to defend the winger, and yeah. he just yeah he was he done so well defending. He was solid. He was so strong. Whoever it was, he was just batting him off. Yeah, well that's good. Nice, nice to see. Hopefully he can maintain that. He'll have a bit so of I'll give him that one. QPR now with uh, their wingers. So yeah, I think we deserve that praise for that performance because uh, yeah. he did play well. Okay, so the last thing about the games I really want to talk about this week is the equaliser. Look, it is what it is. I probably would have taken a point before kick off. To be fair, um, yeah, yeah, it definitely. doesn't feel you know as bad as it could feel. But we should have seen the game out. It is still an issue that Russell Martin needs to address. You can see his body language after the goal went in. Like he's frustrated as any of us, and I guess it is a hard thing to fix. Is to like make the players understand how to see that game through. But it all comes from a. It's not a goal kick, but like the ball is at Fisher's feet, and he's kind of trying to play a short pass, and he stutters on the ball as he's getting charged down, and then kind of has to panic clearance. But he only plays it to. I think it's Norton he's trying to aim for who's not in halfway, he's kind of halfway in our half, if you get me. Yeah. Um, but there's like three or four Stoke players also in our half, and everyone's man-marked, because they're pushing yeah. on for an equaliser. It wasn't a good ball. Norton couldn't get it. Pardon me. Um, he's backtrack, and then the Stoke player who has got the ball, and he gives away a free kick right on the edge of the box. Now, you could argue that that is an experienced free kick to give away because he's just about to go into the box and that would have been a penalty if he was any closer he's already beaten Norton. yeah it was very close yeah it was very close he's beaten Norton but if you're going to he stopped him going even you know he could have got a shot away and scored so you, you could say right I gave the free kick away to give us the opportunity to, to refresh and defend it Um, you know I have a bit of sympathy for him because he shouldn't have been put in that situation is what I'm trying to say yeah. Um, and the guy was gone. Like if he didn't bring him down, he was in one on one anyway with with yeah. the keeper. So you could say he's brought him down. He was like, right, I need to get the ball. And if I don't get the ball, I've got to bring him down because he's in the box next. And it was yeah. on the line. It was it was very close to being a penalty, but you know, it, it could have been enough, but it wasn't enough because they scored ultimately from the free kick, which we couldn't clear properly. But ultimately this 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 kick from Fisher 
He just why is he stuttering over it? You're not like I get the way we want to play, and I get you want to keep the ball, and you want to pass it, and you want to try and pick out your players because that's our style. I get that. But when you're one nil up away from him in the ninetieth minute, just give it to the other keeper if you have to. Just put it up the other end of the pitch. Like let us yeah, always get back and refresh. Um, the players were so spread out, and it was like four or five Stoke players in our half. So even if, like, even if you do pick out one of our players, we then have to deal with it and keep the ball, and we're under a bit of pressure to do that in our half. You're putting us under pressure, so like, just get rid of it because they're going to be on to us to try and get that equalising goal. Yeah. And as soon as yeah, they get the ball, when they're like one v one like that, like all of a sudden we got a problem. It's not like we got people back to defend that. Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah, the only the only the only thing I will say, I'll not not defending him because it seemed daft to me, is how much of that is coming from coming from the manager for him to play. Yeah, but even if it is, can you continue to do that? Whoever's responsible for that, then yeah, they need to address it. So whether. It used to happen sometimes under like the likes of Brendan Rogers, Martinez, like Loudrop, where you'd see us playing passing football in the corners and it's like just get rid of it yeah. in this moment. And some of the managers back then always spoke like, you know, we need to be sensible. Yeah, this is the way we like to play, but there's certain occasions in the match where you just gotta use your defensive instincts and see it out and get rid of it and whatever. Go to the corner, keep the ball in the corner and then after yeah. the pitch, that sort of thing. We don't we don't do it. We just don't do it. So the instruction needs to come from Martin. I don't know whether he is saying it and the players are just not like mentally strong enough on the pitch to like think that's what we need to do or the right players yeah, maybe. all need to do that. I don't know what the problem is, but somebody needs to like, that needs to get through to them somehow. Like there's a yeah. time and a place to do that sort of ball. If it's 10 minutes earlier, Stoke probably don't have all them players forward because it's not like last ditch scenario. So they probably aren't pushing up that much pressure where, you know, because, you know, the alternative is we could have won the header, the flick on. I know Bafemi and Perot were through on goal or something because they've pushed up. But, yeah, and that's the risk, isn't it? I guess that's perhaps the good scenario for us if we won the ball. But we didn't win the ball and the good scenario happened for Stoke. Yeah. So that was the risk Stoke played and they got the reward. We shouldn't be playing a risk when we're 1-0 up away from home in the 90th minute. Yeah, I agree with you. I I do agree with you. I was just thinking, if he's telling them to play that, no matter what. But we're talking about game management all the time, yeah. and even in but like, I get it that he wants to play out from the back. Right, I totally get it. But like, I I have never seen it work where we play out from the goalkeeper because like Norton comes to the goal kick, doesn't he? And him and Fisher sort of have a bit of back and forth to try. And I have ne- I have never seen us create anything from that. Somebody might find something where we have, but. I've only seen it cause us problems or cost us a goal. So I don't really understand the benefit of it. Fair enough if they want to play and, and get it going. But is there not another way? Can we not spread? Like we used to, we used to spread the centre-backs, didn't we? We used to spread the centre-backs and, the, and maybe the, the, the full-backs would push a bit forward and you'd play out that way. But by bringing Norton into the six-yard box for him and Fisher to have a bit of a one-two and then you just invite in pressure... If something goes wrong, you're out there in your box. Usually, it's Grimes that comes to the edge of the box to try and save it. And if something goes wrong there, they're at, they're at the goalkeeper. And it was a couple of times last night, like even um, early on in the match, where they had caught us out a couple of times. And I think like Norton got caught once on the ball, and it it like just rolled back to the keeper. Luckily, 
but I just I don't understand it. I get that he wants to play the football, but I, that whatever that is doesn't work. Yeah, I think I need to stop. Just why I didn't. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit weird. I guess like you're saying, I I don't see um, opportunities coming directly from this. I guess the argument would be like. Yeah, well, you know, we keep the ball and we pass it around. So the opportunity might come like 30 passes later, but I do get what you're saying. Like, it's for us, for us, it's caused way more problems than yeah, it has. Yeah, what we've yeah, achieved definitely. from it. So, and I'd say it's cost us games. So, like, to the point where you've got to even adapt. Like, if you can't play out from the back, you can do the ball into the middle of the park, wait till you bring it down, and then start passing the round and then play. But, like, I, it's, yeah, and it's not even that because sometimes we might not even win the second ball, you know. So I think he wants to keep possession from the start. So I do get it. I just think there's, there's got to be a different way of going about it than bringing your middle centre half into the six yard box because yeah. then instantly you're under pressure. They're all pressing at that point and you're in your six yard box. It's just needless pressure. Yeah. Okay. Well, transfer deadline day. Nothing happened since we last spoke about it. Um, Shock. Excited on Twitter saying Obafemi and Perot's day and all the rest of it. Um, I've seen people saying like it'd be interesting to see how Obafemi reacts after this, but it didn't really seem like he was desperate to leave or anything. So I, I wouldn't expect to see a player that's sulking, but we'll, we'll wait and see, I guess. Maybe he did want yeah. to go, but he seems like he's enjoying himself here. Let's yeah. play quickly before the end then, the, the game that we said we were going to have a look at. So what oh, yeah. was the lineup when Stoke beat Swansea 2 0 at the Bet365 Stadium in 2012? I don't know if it was actually called that back then. I'll give you a couple of clues. So it was, was Swansea's it? first season in the Premier League. First time right, right, okay. against Stoke. Um, obviously, the score was 2 0. I was going to ask because I think in 2012 we lost them away twice 2 0. Yeah. Because it was the end of one season and the start of the next season, yeah. Yeah, and Brendan Rodgers was obviously manager. Okay, so that's, okay. that's the clues. So, do you want to have a go? See how many you can get. If, um... Yeah, how many how many guesses do I get? Because I'll just probably reel off some players. Or shall I just see how many we get? No, in... right, rather than just guessing players, then you've got to go through like right goalkeeper, right back, centre back. Okay, you get one one go at every position. Yes or no, and I'll get you know you get a point if you get it. And then for the subs, like you get seven guesses, like I said. Subs, bloody hell. Okay, uh, let's have a think. First season, then. Yeah, goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, Vorm. That is wrong. Oh, it's Tremel then. It was Tremel. Yeah, all right. It was one or the other. Right back. Rangel. Correct. Angel Rangel played right back. Uh, Ashley Williams. Ashley Williams was one of the centre backs. Yes. The other one. Corker. Yeah, Stephen Corker. So you got three out of four so far. Left back. Left back. Now, was he fit again? I don't think so. I I won't say. It, I'm just talking through it because I know Neil Taylor was there and then he got injured. That was the beginning of the next season. Uh, Neil Taylor. Yeah, Neil Taylor, yeah, Ben Davis came in after he got injured, but that was under Michael Loudrop. That was um, the next season, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Midfielders then, too. Britain. Leon Britain is one of them, correct. Joe Allen. 
Yeah, Joe Allen, uh, fun fact, the only player in this uh, team that is still at the Swans. Nice to say take still, that. Say still at the Swans, but you know what I mean. Um, okay, <laughs> Via so Stoke. Winger, two, two wingers, let's go for... Two wingers, got to be Sinclair. Yeah. And it's going to be one of the two. I'm going to say Dyer. Yeah, Nathan Dyer. Nice. Uh, central attacking midfielder. Sigurdsson. Yeah, Sigurdsson. And striker. Danny Graham. Danny Graham is correct. So are you actually only got one wrong in the starting 11. And I was, uh, thinking, sure. I was uh, thinking Tremel as well. Injured. Must have been injured. I was thinking Tremel, yeah. Okay, what about the bench? Let's just get seven guesses. Oh, here we go. Luke Moore. Luke Moore was on the bench. That's one. Who would have been our third choice keeper at that point then? I had no idea. We'll come back to that one. That's how I think. So Luke Moore as a striker, midfielders. Who do we have at that point? Because it's towards the end of the season, I guess, isn't it? Um, I think it was like February time. Mark Gower. Mark Gower was on the bench. <laughs> We're rolling. Ah, who else was on the bench? See, if you're playing along while you're watching the video as well, or listening on Spotify, write in the comments which ones you get or um, which ones you missed, perhaps as well. Let us know. How I just thought of another one. Things. I just thought of another one because I was torn between the two wingers, Dyer or Routledge. Must have been on the bench. Routledge was on the bench. How many is that? You've had three guesses. You've got four left. Oh, I'm struggling here now. Who do we have on the defenders? Must have had a full back on the bench. Or a centre half. I don't know. This is where I'm blocking now. Uh, You're going to get hard. Oh my God, I got one. This is a bit yeah. of, it might be wrong. Josh McEachran. Josh McEachran was on the bench, yeah. It's four. Four out of four for the bench. You've got three left. I, I this is where I think this is where I think I'll struggle now because I can't think of our third choice keeper was. I can't think of our defence. Because when I think of that season, I always think of obviously Williams and Corker, Rangel yeah. and Neil Taylor. Oh, oh, hang on. So if we just got promoted, maybe like Monk or Tate was still floating around. I'm gonna maybe. say, I'm gonna say, was Tate gone by then? I'll say Gary Monk. Gary Monk was on the bench. He was on the bench. Yeah. The hell. Uh, goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper, goalkeeper. I got no idea for the goalkeeper. Is it the Portuguese guy that we signed and never played? Is that your answer? Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't think of his name. I can't remember. No, he's not on the bench. Uh, who, who was the goalkeeper? Uh, you go one more guess first. I go one more guess. All right. I'll stay away from the goalkeeper then. I'll try Two and think. players on the bench, one more guess. Mm. No. Just say a name. Just say a name. 
I'm trying to think for the, from that season. I can't think who played. I said Luke Moore, didn't I? Yeah. Luke Moore and Danny Graham. Who else played that year? Oh, I got one. Leroy Lita? Leroy Lita was on the bench. Oh, yeah, we had two strikers on the bench. Yeah. And the player you missed was Alan Tate. Oh, well, we didn't have a goalkeeper on the bench. No. Oh, bloody hell, and it was Tate. Bloody hell. Tate was on the bench. He left, well, he played under Michael Loudrop. I remember when he started against Everton and got absolutely oh, yeah. by Fellaini. Yeah. Like, bloody hell. I, I didn't, yeah. And that, that's how bad that goalkeeper must have been then. Yeah. They're not even be on the bench to risk it. it. We signed it before Vorm, though, so... Yeah, um, we did, yeah. Okay, you're going to earn bonus points if you tell me which two players got substituted on and which two players got substituted off. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> um, maybe Luke Moore came on if we were 2-0 down. Okay, so we're saying Luke Moore come on. Luke Moore did come on. You know who he came on for? You've got to get them both to get a point like who'd take off if you're 2-0 down Brendan Rogers. Oh, maybe he took Danny Graham off Luke Moore for da- Danny Graham is incorrect okay do you want to try the other other two um, who else was on the bench uh, one more substitution Maybe Leroy Lita came on? For? Danny Graham. Nah, Leroy Lita didn't come on. So it was um, Josh McEachran came on for That's Scott why we lost Sinclair. the game. He didn't bring Lita on. Josh McEachran came on for Scott Sinclair. And oh, Luke yeah. Moore came on for Nathan Dyer. Nah, fair. Must have changed formation. Yeah, fair play. Um, well, it did decent, though. You had like nine, uh, 10 out of 11 on the first like the starting eleven, and you had six out of seven on the bench. So oh, I said, I'll have to well. like record this, and then maybe you'll have to find one for me next week, yeah. and then we'll uh, we'll record a table for the season, see how we get on. Yeah, that's fair. So that's uh, that's the team when Swansea lost. Ah, oh, it was on the twenty sixth of February, twenty twelve. It was the day before my birthday. Who was uh, who scored for Stoke? Crouch probably. You are. You are? Crouch score for Stoke. Oh, I, mean, oh, I should have done that, actually. Yeah, two more bonus points then for the two goals. So you're saying... Probably two for Crouch, was it? Crouch scored one goal. But you used two guesses, so, you, so that's it. Fair. <laughs> Who was it? Matthew Upson. No, oh, but yeah, well, two headers then. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it was Stoke under Tony Pulis, so... That was good. When you when you when you actually said at the beginning it was going to be twenty twelve, Stoke. I was thinking I am going to absolutely clue you. But then when you go you go back to that team, then then you think of that season, yeah, and who was there at the time. Yeah, I guess it was the referee. Oh, God, Mike Dean. Uh, Howard Webb. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, it was called the Britannia Stadium back then. I've just got it. Yeah, here. when it was the Britannia. Stadium. Yeah, twenty-six thousand six hundred seventy-eight in attendance. It's a good website. I'll have to keep this for um for the game. Yeah, it's good. It was fun. It was. I enjoyed it. It's called eleven v eleven dot com, and you can. It's got like all of the like history from like the meetings between the clubs, right? So, uh, 
games won. This is Stoke. I'm on like from Stoke's perspective here. Games won against Swansea, 32. Games drawn, 22. And games lost, 25. Oh, nice. But if you look at like recent years, so since like 20, since we went up, yeah. Yeah. I think Swansea only won one, two, three, four, five, six. We've beaten them seven times. Because we say they're a bit of a bogey team, do we? Yeah, yeah. They've beaten us 12 times. So, yeah, 12 times. They're the better of us. Bloody hell. 12 times. They seem to always beat us, to be fair. But That's no. yesterday, they didn't. Yeah. Well, last season, actually. Oh, no, they did. They did last season. They won them both. Um, just said I'm looking at it from Stoke's perspective. So a big W, and I was like, no, we won. No, we didn't win. They won. They won last season, obviously, because I'm sure Klukas scored, which he didn't do yesterday. So um, he did nothing yesterday. Positive. Uh, did he celebrate when they scored? Like, did he do anything towards the Swans fans? Uh, I didn't notice, but he didn't do much. There, we had one chance in the first half. Where I thought, shit, he's going to score, yeah, because he sort of came back to him nice on the edge of the box. But then that, that was it. That's all I can remember him doing. Alan Curtis was talking about him in commentary. Yeah, and he must have been around the club when he signed him. When they signed him, yeah, I can't, I can't remember when he got let go. Or wasn't involved anymore, but um, he said something like, oh, "We let Jack Hawke go for eight million or whatever it was in the summer, and then bought Sam Klukas for like twelve, fifteen. He was like, like he basically was like, I have no idea. Who thought that was <laughs> yeah. a good idea." Like yeah. he, he just couldn't get words to describe that decision. Yeah, I remember that when he was talking about that. So um I was I was just like, oh burn. <laughs> he's <laughs> not got a I mean, he's not part of the club anymore, is he really? So I don't think No, 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 I, no. Okay, well it's been I know you've got to go revise, so we call it a day there. Um do you wanna give a quick what do you think's gonna happen in the QPR game? We're gonna gonna get our first home win. I don't know, I'm a little bit more, more optimistic after the way they played on um, Wednesday. And I'm hoping the new sign-ins coming in and potentially Oberfemi and Perot stay in just gives the whole squad a bit of a confidence boost. Now, I think Coopy are in good form, so I'm not really yeah. sure. But I'm, I'm going I'm to be confident. This is it. This is they We're going to turn the season around. I've been critical so far of Russell Martin. It's his chance now. The players have got to be confident. He's got some players in. Let's say, let's start the season now, and give me three yeah. games, and maybe I'll be back on his on his back if it's not gone well. But I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be confident for a change. I fancy us to win. So what they said one in nil. the preview was um, oh, one nil. Nice. We're actually going to get a clean sheet. No, I, um, I thought about that when I said I can't see us getting a clean sheet. <laughs> let's do two one. What they said in the preview was that they I asked how they're going to play, and he said um, that they're not going to sit back; like they will come at us. And I was like, well, that could actually play into our hands because. We can't Works break you know, if we get the first goal and then sit back, that's we're done like basically. Um but if you come at us and we can get a bit of space and we can get the first goal, I'm not saying it's game over, whereas it would be game over the other way around. Because <laughs> we can yeah. still concede late on. But that's what gives us the chance to maybe win the game. It'd just be great just to have a win on the board, just a just a good comfortable two nil yeah. or something. Do you know what I mean? I, know, what, I know QPR right, in good form. Right up to mid table, depending on other results. So I know well, that's what happens days, in the championship. by the bottom at the moment, and you just don't want to get sucked down here. The longer you down here, the harder it is to get out. So, well, that's why I'm worried because he has to. He does, that's why I'm still a little bit worried because he does have to turn it around now. Like we need results now. Yeah, 
yeah, we I know can. we've had stuff has happened and whatever we've conceded late and whatever, but that's got to stop now. Like and the way we've been playing has been awful. We need to see more of, you know, what we showed in Stoke and the Millwall game. We just need more of that. Yeah, and then the first eighty. Nice, nice big win now, because we've got some hard fixtures coming up as well. So, if know, you, we even if you play well, top, if you, even Blackburn. if you play well, I think like in a week we've got like Watford away and West Brom away. I think if I was looking at the fixtures right, we got Sheffield United away midweek. I think after QPR. I'll have a look. I can have a look at the fixtures because um, that's worrying. Because you can even even if you're on top form, you know, Birmingham away is next. That's right, yeah. Birmingham away next weekend, Sheffield and then I United think it's home. Sheffield United. Oh, home away against Sheffield United. Yeah. Uh, oh, so we're home, oh, so we're home Tuesday and Saturday in a row. Yeah, I think they're nice. both Saturdays. I think Sheffield United's midweek, and Birmingham Hull is away Saturday. is Saturday. Saturday. Ah, oh, Sheffield home is midweek, yeah. and Hull is Saturday weekend. Yeah. Um, Hull is on the box. Yeah. Watford away. Sunday I say West away. Brom and Watford two in a row and then Burnley. Fuck yeah. Three the three away games in a row there, not very nice. Exactly. So you could be looking at serious lack of points. Eh? Yeah. Well we'll see. Maybe we can turn it before then and actually give him a challenge. Um okay, well cheers for coming on. We shall catch you in next week. Don't forget to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, really helps us and get involved with our little game. Let us know in the comments how many of the players you've got and if you can remember the team from 2012 and the players that basically got us promoted, I think, the first year in the Premier League. <laughs> but we shall yeah. catch you next week, so have a good one. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering McDelivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.